your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM. That's a mouthful sometimes, isn't it? Yep, 98.3 FM. Glad to be back after taking a week off to move Hannah into her apartment down there. And uh, this is a whole lot easier work, I can tell you that. I can imagine. Good morning, Greg. Well, how y'all doing? Like I say, I'm glad to be here. And I know but Perry's doing the right thing. You, gotta, you, you, you do for your kids. And we oh, can yeah. always fiddle in a show and everything. I, I, I think we... I think we barely got by with it. But Sounded good. Bad. I listened to oh, it. We had fun. I listened to oh, it. And again, of... we appreciate Alan sitting in the whole show with us. And he, uh, y'all had some good guests. I especially like that. Uh, well, I liked them all, but the guy with the uh, um, antique uh, Trans Am cars, he was pretty cool. I liked him. I'd yeah. like to talk to him myself someday. Yeah, we will. And uh, he's out there monitoring right now. But I know what is on everybody's mind, and it can't help but not be on everybody's mind because... Yeah. It's at Bristol, and I still can't believe it. Yeah, well. Um, and what we're talking about. Yeah, tell us what we're talking about. Well, Greg. we're talking about the, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 jet airplane that Earnhardt and his and the people. His family, in, yeah. And they, we got very lucky and walked away from it. And it's just got everybody stunned. Well, they were extremely lucky. And uh, I was, uh, I just walked in from work Thursday when my cell phone rang and it was Ronnie and I should have known it was something because Ronnie doesn't call that often. He texts us a good bit but it was uh, to tell me about this and of course I quickly turned on the TV and uh, you know it was it was on all it was everywhere. Oh yeah. Well you know. Uh, well listen and it was a tribute to Junior with all the well wishers he got from all the people across the networks. It just shows you how beloved he really is. Yeah and, and NBC Gave him the week off. Wasn't that nice? Yeah, really. <laughs> now, all it takes is a plane crash. Well, I said, we'll see you at Darlington. But no, I mean, the, uh, you know, the more I got to thinking about it when I got the, uh, the first, uh, you know, word. And then I, w- I watch every night the Channel 7, the, the, the CBS Evening News. And it was the first five minutes of the, of the national news before they got to Trump and immigration and Epstein and all that stuff. So, you know, it's a big national story. But once I got to thinking about it, it was, you know, all that you knew at that point was that the plane had rolled off into the runway and caught on fire. And, and the, the images that you saw and that Earnhardt and his wife, Amy, and their daughter, Isla Rose, and the dog had, and the pilots had all gotten out. And it showed them, you know, in a distant fuzzy uh, footage, you know, walking away. And then Earnhardt Jr. laying on his back with the, I don't know if they were paramedics yet, but they, he was being attended to by some people. And, you know, I got to thinking about it. That it, it was, I mean, what in the world would cause that plane to, to roll off the end of the runway? That, that was my big, there was a whole lot more to the story. And, and I think there still is. Yeah, well, it's hard to say. It was, just, it was a citation jet, and those are awful good private airplanes. Uh, it could be it could be a mechanical problem. 
but they got to investigate all that. But, I mean, it comes so close to being a tragedy that stunned everybody. Because a lot of people just saw the image of the plane well, after it burned up. And that's it. Before I heard any of it, I saw the image of the plane. I thought, oh, my God, everybody on that plane is dead. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, well the, the way it turns out now, the FAA has released a little bit of information, and they had a, a news conference yesterday, which I heard. And the story right now, and there's still more to this, but they said, of course, that it was a hard landing. And they have surveillance video from, I don't know the source, and I haven't seen it yet. I don't think it's even been released by the FAA. But they said the plane, the plane took two hard bounces. And it was Earnhardt's plane. It wasn't some charter. That was his plane, tail number N8JR. And, um, of course, all United States planes start with a number, with a letter N. So, eight, of course, the number he made famous, and JR for junior. So, the... Um, the plane took a, a hard landing, bounced twice, and on the second bounce, one of the landing gears folded up. I don't know if it was the right one or the left one. I would say the left one because it appears the plane veered to the left. Uh, and at that point, of course, now what the FAA guy was saying last night was that you got no hydraulics, you got no brakes, you got nothing at that point. You're just along for the ride. So it went through a chain link fence across the grass and into the ditch next to the highway and another chain link fence. Um, if there's a, a, a silver lining to this dark black cloud, it's the fact that the chain link fence wrapped around the plane, but not the door. And you can see the plane sitting there on the side of the road and you can see the chain link fence about, I don't know, a few feet behind the door. If it wraps the door up, they're, they're not getting out. No. Right. So, you know, it was uh, it was lucky in that respect. But, you know, what caused them to have the hard landing is what I want to know. Uh, I don't I don't know. And that's what they'll, they'll take a long, hard look at. They've got a black box. They've got the voice recorder. They've got the you know communications with the tower that they haven't said anything about yet, only that they've got it. And uh, I assume they were experienced pilots. I'm sure that'll all come out pretty soon because it was Earnhardt's plane. I'm pretty sure he had yeah. some good people flying it. He did. And also, a citation, it, it is a good airplane. <coughs> so yeah, I mean, a very good airplane. And they do inspections on those things all the time. But why, if it hit too hard and then it hopped again and hit and something broke, Perry's exactly right. It had no hydraulics, had no steering or nothing. Now, it could be that, that a wind gust. I, I do know that uh, those planes are are, are are good and safe, but it sure did scare the heck out of all of us. Well, well, maybe by next week we'll have some definitive answers. I think we'll have some more answers because I still got, you know, what caused the hard landing? I mean, it looks like, a, a, a now you can't tell from the film if there's trees were blowing, you know, if it was windy, because uh, it is in the mountains. And, you know, you get all sorts of weird weather up there and wind currents and things. And... You know, what caused it to make a hard landing? Because it looks like a nice, clear day. I mean, when the smoke and everything is coming off the fire, it's not like it's being whipped by the wind. You know, it's sort of lazy, billowing yeah. clouds of smoke. So, I don't know. There's more to find out about it, and, and I'm sure we will in the weeks to come. But uh, I tell you what, he's a, he's a lucky guy, and he's, he's already, you know, he's 44 years old. And actually, you know, he's a pretty beat up 44 years yeah. old. Because he quit because of the... He would have probably had a few more years left in him except for the concussions. Right. And uh, 
And then he had that bad wreck at Sonoma in the Corvette back about, what, 2003 or four or some, somewhere back in there where a pretty innocent-looking wreck uh, burned him badly. He still has scars on his neck. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, he, and he got in the concussion deal uh, like a lot of drivers had, and he had a few more years left in him. But it just come so close to being a tragedy. Uh, I, I'd be curious to see just what the FAA comes up with, right? Because it, look, it, it, the big, the, the first sight that a lot of people saw that I saw was a plane engulfed in fire. Engulfed in fire. It didn't take it long. Yeah, and it 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 it's awful. I mean, it's just it, it, look, it, it stunned everybody. By next week, like I said, maybe we'll know. But we had an Infinity race last Xfinity, Xfinity race. Last. Yep, we did, and and uh, and a real good outcome. Um, yes. I was uh, away doing other things and, you know, being a Friday and a, another lousy drive home from Charlotte. But I got a text somewhere in there from uh, Alan, who will be on our show later, Alan Hill. I hope he'll be on our show later. But he was uh, telling me that Jeremy had a real good starting position. I think it was sixth so, uh, or fifth so. or sixth. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, this is going to be a good race. So I was, uh, I was anxious to watch it. And Jeremy... Had some help. I mean, he drove great because there was a lot of wrecks. It looked like oh, the, yeah. looked like the Bristol of of old, <laughs> and he had to. Uh, he had it's to Bristol, baby. <laughs> yeah, he had to avoid a lot of wrecks and things to uh, to get to the point to have a good finish. So uh, it's not like everybody wrecked and he finished uh, up front. He started up front, so it was a, it was good all the way around. Of course, he uh, he managed to finish fourth. Now we had been talking previously about all the. Uh, how we couldn't wait for him to get to the road course section of the of the season, and we missed, or I missed a race, and I don't think y'all talked about it too much last week with the race that they had at Mid Ohio, which he had an eleventh place finish, which is very good. Right, and he, he finished up fourth, ran most of the last part of the race in third, and and uh, but at the Xfinity race a couple of weeks ago on uh, on August the tenth, he he finished eleventh, and of course. He had the good finish last night, a fourth. He's just going to have to win a race to make the playoffs. It's yeah. too late for him to catch up in points, even if he, uh, even he ha- if even if he continues to have these races. He's only got like two races left to make the playoffs. We got somebody on the phone. We do our number one caller, Roll Tide Terry. What's going on, Terry? Hey guys, uh, have y'all seen the film where it showed Earnhardt and his wife and the baby and the pilots getting out? Yeah. It was close. She failed getting out. That was that was scary, but you know that brought back a whole lot of memories up at Bristol. So. Well, yeah, and you're talking about Alan Kowicki, I'm sure. But Alan, uh, he, um, uh, thanks for calling, Terry. Alan, he, you know, his was uh, bad weather more than anything, and a plane icing up. And right. Greg was up there when that happened. But I, we don't want to get into that right now because that's we're, no. we're talking history, and that really. Same airport. Kowicki didn't even get to the airport. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's really totally a different, different circumstances. Totally different Different airplane, different time, bad weather. Yep. Totally different scenario. And like I say, we, we don't have time to go into all those details with that. So, let me get back to Xfinity here. And uh, so, Jeremy's having some good finishes. But last night shows what he can do. Um, I, I thought NBC's lousy coverage at the end of the race when did not even mention him. Well, didn't interview him either. And Jeremy um, was running third with just a few laps to go. 
Uh, he was actually like fifth, and then Allgaier fell out, and then somebody else fell out, and so he moved up to third. But they start that dad gum showing the leader's mama. You know, <laughs> I hate it when they do that. His mama or his wife, and Jeremy's back there fighting for his life in third place. It looked like he was really holding off the Penske yeah, car. I thought the, he was going to be able to. The 22, which was Roger Penske's car. Um, uh, and But it turns out that he was uh, actually passed by John Hunter Nemechek for a third. So, but we didn't see that. You can see it in a long shot because NBC is too dadgum busy showing us uh, Tyler Reddick's mama. <laughs> Which, you know, that's fine. But, you know, let's see who finishes third and fourth because they're back there going at it tooth and nail. Uh, excuse me. Austin Sendrick was in the Penske car and he we, he held him off. Which, I mean, that's just one that's instance. That's a major accomplishment. It is. It, it, that's just one instance. But it shows you that Jeremy Clemens can drive a race car, which we all know. And he held off a car with mega dollars. Uh, and Austin Sendrick's been winning some races, so he's not a bum. Um, of course, Chase Briscoe was second. Jeremy was fourth. Tyler Reddick won it, him and his mama, in Childress's car. Second was Chase Briscoe uh, with that B.I.G. car, who, you know, he's got several cars out there now. He sort of came from out of nowhere. John Hunter Nemechek was third. And I will say something for him now. The truck race, which we'll talk about a little bit later, they, both, they had a truck in the race on Thursday night and and John Hunter Nemechek's car last night and it was both sponsored by Midnight Moon. But the truck had Junior Johnson's um, prison picture on the hood, which I thought was yeah. very interesting. You know, we, we, you know when yeah. he went to his 10-month vacation in Chillicothe, Ohio back right. in 1957. So I, I, thought I was, didn't know that. That, that, that. that is interesting. Well, it was pretty cool. That they, you <laughs> I, I kind of like that too. That they, is cool. They tried to, you know, NASCAR tried to hide all their, their moonshine past and everything and it, finally they're embracing it after they made so many mistakes about it. With yeah. Mistakes about it. Getting away from Darlington and trying to kill the Southern 500. All the stupid things they've done. But anyway, I thought that was pretty cool to have a Junior's mugshot um, on the front of the car, on the front of the truck. We got a great guest this morning. We haven't even mentioned because there's so much else to cover. And that's the guy that we tried to get on a couple of weeks ago. We had phone trouble and we had him and we didn't have him. And anyway, in about five minutes, we're going to talk to Johnny Rutherford. Uh, Lone Star JR, three-time Indianapolis 500 winner. Greg swears he's got him this time. So, uh... <laughs> we done a dress rehearsal yesterday. And... and he did have phone trouble. Anyway, we oh, yeah, he him, did. And we lost him. Well, we're going to call him up right now. So let's take a break and come back and talk to Johnny Rutherford. Beautiful Saturday morning in Spartanburg, and you're listening to Start Your Engine. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Fox Sports 1400 now has an app. Like mozzarella sticks? No, it's an app for your phone. My phone is hungry? Okay. So for the rest of you, download the Fox Sports 1400 app today with our elite audio text line. Just search Fox Sports 1400 in Google Play or the App Store. Download our app today by searching Fox Sports 1400. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday. Call them at 864-308-1730. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly weekly or monthly watery lake rv park and marina in liberty hill where families get away mention fox sports 1400 and get five percent off your stay up to three days call 803-273-3013 up for style up for performance up for savings get up and go to nissan of greer for the up for anything sales event on-road nissans off-road nissans hundreds of new 2019 nissans are reduced to move drive a new ultima just 179 a month a new rogue just 199 a month get zero percent financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultimus, $179. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big and Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. 
Fox Sports 1400 on FM at 98.3 is presented by Upstate Logistics. Upstate Logistics, moving your business and Spartanburg forward. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And the second time's the charm. We are so proud to bring on Lone Star JR, Mr. Johnny Rutherford. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, and thank you. Well, anyway, we're glad we got a hold of you, Mr. Rutherford. And, and <laughs> I guess our first question is going to be, is, you know, you won your first stock car race uh, right out of the box. And... Tell us how that kind kind of come to being. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about IndyCar and everything, but we thought we'd start oh. off with that with the smoky ride you got. Yes, well, I uh, it's kind of a, a long story, but it anyway. We I got a two hour show. Oh, oh my <laughs> <God>. okay. <clears throat> well, uh, speed it up a little bit. I was racing the what they call the fair circuit, IMCA, International Motor Contest Association sprint cars and i had been running the sprint cars for three years i guess two or three years and and uh uh had never ever i had never driven a late model stock car and and uh so anyway i was home one winter and and and, uh uh when was it in 62 and i got a phone call from a pontiac dealer friend of mine in dallas and he said uh, did you ever ever think you might like to run a stock car you know and i said oh gosh yeah i sure i drive anything and, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway uh he said well come on over here and I, i've got a friend he's building a car and he, he's looking for a uh no-name driver you know and i that was it wasn't particularly uh fond of that but the the no-name <laughs> part for, for NASCAR, any big time racing, uh, that was that was me. Well, anyway, I went over to his place and uh, he got on the phone and he said, uh, "Yeah, he talked for a little bit." And he said, "Yes, he's right here. I'll put him on." And uh, handed me the phone and said, "Here, talk to Smokey Unic." Well, boy, I you could have knocked me over. You know, Smokey <laughs> Unic at the time was was uh, was big name in NASCAR and racing stock cars and. And uh, anyway, I got on the phone talking to him. He said, well, how soon can you be here? And I said, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so, anyway, I uh, I packed and loaded up and headed for, for uh, Daytona Beach and and uh, got there. And they fitted me in the car. And uh, the, the next uh, day and got, you know, credentials and everything and went in and got in the garage area, and Smokey said, "You're going to need somebody to answer questions for you, and, and anything you might want to, might you might can help you around here." I said, "Okay, good." He went away, and he came back in about ten minutes. They had two guys with him. He said, "Here, meet Fireball Roberts and Joe Weatherly." Oh my goodness! My, oh Lord! <laughs> those were my tutors for my first Daytona 500. Dang! And of course, the car was was the a skyrocket you know it was really something and and uh i went out and junior johnson and i were battling for the pole position or fast time and uh smoky smoky did it for me and and uh uh anyway i i sat on the pole and or they didn't have they had a pre-race 
that year, and and I think uh, I can't remember Fireball and and uh, anyway, they they started on the front row, and I was in the second row with Junior, and we we uh, start the the races anyway. Uh, years later, Smokey and I had been you know back and forth, and I had seen him and. We talked and everything, and he, uh, 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 he. I asked him. I said, "Smokey, why did what what prompted you to hire me?" He says, "Well, it was the situation." And he said, uh, I, "I had been to a couple of your sprint car races, and I liked what I saw, and that you know that was the only only explanation he gave me was that that you know he had seen me race the sprint cars, and and uh, I was." at that particular time was leading the points in IMCA. And so it was, it was good, but, uh, we won the 100 mile qualifying race. And, uh, uh, it was, it was a whole new world for, for me. And that was, that boosted my stock. And, and, uh, Smokey asked me, he said, uh, you want to stay down here and run with me? And I said, Oh, Smokey, I really want to go to Indianapolis. I, you know, that was my big goal was, to go to the Indy 500, and he understood because he was a big fan and had built two or three cars to run at Indianapolis, uh, and uh, so anyway, it was just a, uh, a, a dream come true for this this uh, kid from Texas, and and uh, you know I, I've run stock cars since then, and uh, uh, I've. I don't know if you remember my sliding for over 900 feet upside down. Well, we're going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) That was, uh, I think that was, but let me, let me say just one thing here to, to wrap that up. Uh, Johnny, that, and it was a rocket ship that was, uh, Smokey Unix black and gold, beautiful car number 13. So I'm glad you weren't too superstitious. It was a 63 Chevrolet and they were just so fast that year at Daytona. And Junior had a 63 Chevrolet and they had the famous mystery engines. And Johnny to this day is still the only person to win his first, uh, points paying Grand National race. I mean, they don't pay points for the qualifying races anymore, but in 1963 they did. And that's a record that may never be broken to, to win your first start. So, uh, that's that's a that's a stock car record. I don't think they're going to break, Johnny. Well, I yeah, I hope so because you know. But then records are made to be broken. That's going to uh, be a tough one. <laughs> I, there was another. There was another one that I found out the year before last at Darlington. They I got me in, and I am the only driver in the history of NASCAR to have won a race with a number thirteen on my car. That's right. That's that you're absolutely right. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. And I don't think Joe Weatherly would have would have uh, coached you to drive a number thirteen. He wouldn't do anything. No, <laughs> no he, AJ, uh, AJ used to used to uh, Joe, and they'd all be standing around the car, and AJ would reach over and touch Fender and reach out to touch little Joe, and he'd take off running. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He didn't like that 13. <laughs> well, you you mentioned it, so let's just go straight to it. This is when you were driving for Bud Moore with a, with a teammate, Billy Wade, in the, night, the next year in the 64 Daytona 500 when um, I think you uh, and Ned Jarrett tried to perfect the, the side draft. Could Tell us about well, that one coming off of turn two. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Mercury that I was driving for Bud was, you know, was uh, it was a good car, but it just was... It wasn't 
Yeah, very loose. <laughs> and and anyway, it, uh, I was racing in three Ford, uh, hooked up in a draft, went went by me and uh, turned one and one and two on the outside and, and really, really shook up my car. And I was trying to hang on to it. <clears throat> and and uh, uh, he was trying to to keep up with them, and and uh, uh, I got sideways, and he hit me in the in the quarter panel, and the car spun off of the bank and turned over upside down and slid for a long way down. <laughs> I mean, I, I, as the other cars would go by, it would just you know the noise of them and rocking the the car. And it uh, it slid to a stop, and the only injuries I had was a piece of windshield glass and a little little bitty piece stuck in the back of my hand. And uh, and when I undid the seatbelt and dropped down on the roof, it was so hot it it put little water blisters on my knees. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was looking around out uh, out of the car uh, under there to see where which side I needed to get out on. And it was the infield side, so I got out of the car and and uh, uh, somebody picked me up and took me back over to the uh, infirmary. To they always have to stop there after you've had any incident. So, uh, but anyway, I saw Bud at, at Darlington that uh, when I was there uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, he, I, I, I said, yeah, I said uh, I was in Bud's Mercury at. Daytona and and got upside down and slid. He said, "Yeah," and you ground halfway through the roll bar. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, did you have your foot on the brakes at all, or I mean, what? Oh, I was pushing for the brakes, but my you know upside down, your <laughs> gravity prevails, and so my my feet were up under the dash, and mm. I wasn't anywhere near the brake pedal. <laughs> you said something just a few minutes ago talking about Smokey, where you went to Daytona and got fitted for a seat. Did you ever come to Spartanburg? Did you ever visit Bud Moore's garage and visit our fair city here in Spartanburg? Because we were a no, big racing I, capital. I, yeah, I unfortunately no, I I didn't, and uh, uh, it was you know just to meet at Daytona and do the job. And uh, Bud was a great guy. Uh, he's um, he's missed because his background and is the history at, in stock car racing and of course he was he was a, a war hero and and uh, uh anyway that was just uh you know unfortunate time marches on yes and, it and, does uh, Bud's not with us anymore johnny well there's so much to talk to you about so now we got to we've got to go to indy i i am fortunate enough to say i saw all three of your indy 500 wins i'm, I'm a huge indianapolis fan and i went for many years in the 70s and, and 80s and um i was there in 74 i was there in 76 and got soaked and i was there in 80 <laughs> and uh but 1974 was a good uh, was a great year for you you won the indianapolis 500 and i'll never forget that picture of you on the cover of sports illustrated and um and that orange mclaren but you also won pocono that year and they're at pocono tomorrow and i just thought you might uh have a few words about because i understand indy at pocono may not get past this year since they're trying to get a new contract with the truck with the with that speedway but how was how, how was Pocono and just and and you were just such a huge, huge 
prominence in uh, in IndyCar racing? Well, Pocono was a different kind of racetrack, and it and it was, you know, uh, their little tricks for going fast there, and and I I don't know whether I just stumbled onto them or or how it all came about, but the 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 first seven years that we ran at Pocono, the worst I finished was seven. You know, I had a win, and I finished second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. And uh, uh, it was it was a track that that uh, you know it just tripped my trigger, and I and I enjoyed running there. Uh, but it was it was really fast, and and uh, one of the hardest crashes I've ever had uh, was uh, there in eighty one, I guess, or eighty or eighty one. Uh, and uh, Jim Hall, we bought a march to replace the chaparral. Must have been eighty one or two. Anyway, I was uh, that long straightaway. Uh, you know, what, 3,700 feet right. long. Anyway, uh, I went by the pit, and they had telemetry, and and uh, somehow I didn't get the message that I had a tire that was that was going flat or losing pressure, and uh, I whistled it off into one, and uh, it let go. And uh, the car spun around, and the, and the body on the march just kind of set on top of it and going forward it, it was held down by the air pressure or the air over it and uh, anyway it jumped up and, and turned and, and hit the wall uh, with the right rear and uh, the only real injury I had was a broken little finger knuckle when the, you know, my, hand, my hand went out and hit the wall and uh, as the car slammed into it the force of the crash broke it broke the car in two. Mm. I have pictures of the of the engine and the rear wing and the rear tires, uh, rear wheels up over the back of the car, only held to it with the all the tubing and hosing and everything that oil and and uh, anyway. Wow. Uh, it it uh, it hit hard and it took everything on the left side of my body and moved it over on the mm. right side of my body, and it took it about a week to find its way back. Oh, it was it was a hard hit. But anyway, Pocono is uh, is a good racetrack. Uh, it, you know, it, it's stock cars put on great shows, and we we had some good Indy car races there. So yes. I, they're going, and I'm going to be watching. We're talking to Johnny Rutherford, Lone Star JR. Johnny, you mentioned Jim Hall just now, which brings to mind, I mean, and I'm pretty sure he's still with us, but Jim Hall, for somebody that drove for Smokey Unic and Bud Moore and Jim Hall, and I know I'm leaving out some others, uh, some really great mechanics and car owners, I mean... You drove for the for the big ones, the big names, and I'll I'll never forget when you won Indianapolis in nineteen eighty. I mean that car today in the museum looks looks fast enough to win in uh, two thousand nineteen. What a beautiful <laughs> car with the with the the the, the down suction, uh, the total yes. effect, and all that stuff. What what a fantastic race car you had. Yes, it it really was. It it was a whole new a whole new world. Uh, 
because uh, driving the M16 McLaren that I had won two Indy 500s in, was a, it was a great race car, but it was a flat-bottom car. It didn't have the, the uh, down-force uh, uh, aerodynamics on the, on the side pods that uh, create the, the down-force and, and uh, greater grip. Uh, and I, you know, I had a lot of success in the, in the M16 McLaren, and then they had to pull out of IndyCar racing uh, to go run their Formula One cars and pay more attention to them and, and Europe for their sponsor. And so, uh, I, Tyler Alexander, who was my crew chief on the, on the McLaren, called Jim and you know, and, and it was not secret that Al Unser and who had been hired to drive the car uh, for Jim Hall and uh, they had some problems uh, and Al decided to hang it up and go somewhere else. But he won with the car in 79. Uh, he did. He won the last race of the season at Phoenix in, in 79 and, and uh, there were a lot of teething problems. The car was very late. I think it got to the track uh, maybe seven days before uh, the track o- track opened, or it was time to qualify, and so it was. It really wasn't in, in its full potential. And, John, Johnny, uh, I'll never forget you in nineteen eighty coming past me because I was in the grandstand heading to Victory Lane with uh, Tim Richmond on the front of the car <laughs> on the side yeah. pod. That was that was an yeah. image forever. Well, that was. That was uh, uh, that was something that just happened. I won the race, and we always ran an extra lap just to make sure the timing and scoring hadn't messed up somewhere. And so I I came around turn four, and Tim was standing beside his smoking car with his hands on his hips, like if he had a gun, he'd have shot it or, uh, or kicked it anyway. And I just went by him, and I got on the brakes pretty hard and stopped and uh uh he came running over and he said did you win and i said yes and he took my hand i said do you want to ride back to the pits because from turn four to the pits is a pretty good hike and uh he said where will i get i said sit on the side pod and hold the roll bar and and he did and i took him down to where i had turned up into victory lane and uh he shook my hand again and i've after thinking about all of that, uh, Tim, I wish he had stayed for a little longer in IndyCars because he was talented enough. He could have won, and I could have told everybody I showed him the way to Victory Lane. Well, you did show him the way to Victory Lane <laughs> uh, in general because, uh, you know, I, I, you telling that story and me remembering that, that seeing it in person now, I, I just got cold chills all over my legs. That was That was an amazing uh, image for them. Uh, motorsports history. I, I want to touch on one more thing because uh, there's a million more things I want to talk to talk to you uh, about, but we don't have time. But wh- one thing I wanted to mention was uh, I had a girlfriend, and we were watching the Indy 500 one year after you know the same day uh, when they would play it again at night, and it was one of the years you won, and um, and you were in Victory Lane, and my girlfriend says, "God, a beauty queen is beautiful." And I said, "Well, that's not the beauty queen. That's Miss Rutherford." And uh, your wife Betty, who I, I know passed away earlier this year, was it meant so much to you. And 
it just seems to me like she was one of the first ladies you ever saw in the pits, and uh, and y'all were just such a fantastic pair together. Well, that is that is true, and uh, I miss Betty a great deal. Uh, she's been gone six months now, and it's just uh, we had fifty five years together. We were married for fifty five years, and she she came, she got dementia, <clears throat> really, you know, and it's a terrible disease, and. Uh, Anyway, she it just took her away, and and she couldn't remember anything or do anything. And but we had so many good times together, and and uh, it was it was great. Uh, but she she was a registered nurse, and uh, of course that that means I'm pretty smart as a race driver <laughs> marrying a registered. Nurse. Well, she was registered. Because, she was at the speedway, right? Isn't that where you met her? Yes. She was working on her days off from the hospital at uh, at at, uh, at the speedway, and she was she was a very smart lady. Betty could have been a doctor. She she was just that that smart, but uh, she had she had was in a uh, was an operating room nurse. You know, she worked in the in the operating room with the utensils for the doctor to, to do his job and and she was quite highly regarded and uh anyway i saw her at the speedway as i went out for my final phase of my driver's test and uh she was standing at the fence there at gasoline alley entrance and and uh i just walked out beside the car and i i uh dropped leaned over dropped my helmet in the seat because we had to go back up to the north end uh, of the pits for the test. And I looked up, and she was standing at the fence, and uh, uh, I winked at her, and I think she winked back. But she, mm. she's questioned that. She said, no, she waved. And so anyway, I went on out and uh, uh, did my, you know, started the test and had some problems, came back in. And uh, was walking back into Gasoline Alley, and there was a first aid station on the on the left side of the uh, the alleyway. And uh, she was standing at the door talking to fr- to friends. And I walked up to her, and the first thing, first words I ever said to her in my life were, "Haven't I seen you someplace before?" <laughs> How well, original, very clever, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I asked her if she'd like to go out that that night. And she said, no, I have plans. Uh, but I got her phone number. And uh, the plans were she was going to find out if I was married or not. <laughs> <laughs> was a, You're right. A She's a smart of, lady. Drivers. Some drivers, uh, you know, were separated from their wives. Their wives were back home and they were at Indianapolis. So anyway, be that as it may, I, I, uh, uh, the next night I... I picked her up, took her out, and she brought one of her nurse friends with her. So I had to buy them both dinner. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that was the first part. It was part worth of, it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, first part, of, first part of May. And uh, we were engaged the first part of June and married on the 7th of July, 1963. Wow. You were and, fast uh, in everything you did. Johnny, I tell you what, we've got so much more to talk to you about, but we're, uh, we're slam out of time. In fact, we ran over time. And uh, just, 
it was worth the wait to get you on the show. Please come on again and, and talk to us again. Greg gets us the best guests, and I tell you what, he uh, he outdid himself this time. Thank you so much. Well, in, in any time, any time, and uh, uh, all the race fans, uh, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have any reason to be out there. Well, just Johnny, you're the best. Thank you so much. A winner, a winner in every oh, category, in every aspect. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Mr. Russell. Oh, you're welcome. Thank All you. right. We're going to take a quick break right here and come back with uh, Nelson Crozier. What a great interview. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because Hot Dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. 
Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Rova. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Rova, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And welcome back to Start Your Engines at Nelson. Uh, Let's see, the last time I did the show, we, we cut you short because of Linda Vaughn, and this time it was uh, Johnny Rutherford. So, uh, I mean, you're in some pretty good company, but thankfully you're going you know, to hold over and come back after our, our top-of-the-hour break, and I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem there. Um, well, you know, I want to get – I know you're a, a big aviation person, and uh, your, your father being in the Air Force and, and, and all the – discussions we've had about about aviation what's uh just just give me your thoughts on uh the Earnhardt situation we got we got to start off with that well the big question is why did the plane bounce exactly uh you know uh was it a mechanical problem or was pilot, pilot error uh but all in all you know they were very very fortunate uh the one thing you mentioned was that they had the black box now, the plane only had a voice recorder, oh. no black box, but some of the uh, 
uh, avionics uh, did record, so they do have some more information on that. Yeah, and they said they had a, a video also, um, or, or a surveillance video or something. I don't know how good that's going to be, but I don't think that's been released, has it? Uh, no, it has not been released, but uh, that was from one of the uh, you know, outbuildings at the airport. Well, you know, and, and with the chain link fence and, and the, the fact that that could have wrapped around, this really turned out about as well as it could possibly turn out. Would you agree with that? Oh, no question about it. Uh, you know, the fence could have wrapped around it. Uh, the fire could have been a little bit quicker. Uh, they could have gone 50 feet further and uh, crashed into a car on the road. Right. Uh, you know, any number of factors uh, that could have made it a disaster. Right. Well, it was his plane, and, and I assume, and I shouldn't assume anything, but I, w- w- do you know, were, were these his regular pilots, or was this... Uh, I mean, I don't know if that could be a contributing factor or not. I would think he probably flew with these guys all the time because I Googled that plane, and and it, there's a, some website, I don't remember what it is, but it shows that plane and other racers' planes parked at airports all over the country, Las Vegas, sure. Miami, you know. So uh, that wasn't, that wasn't a, this was just a routine flight, right? Oh, no question about it. It was a 20-minute flight. Uh and they had an abundance of fuel on, uh, but you know everything just worked out uh, the best it could possibly work out for in a bad situation. But that plane is basically identical to the one that Brad Keselowski has. Okay, now did they leave Concord? Is that where the flight originated? Um, not sure where the Concord Estates go. Okay, are you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, probably Statesville. Okay. Uh, I didn't know. Because I know you've mentioned Statesville a few times, and I thought, I actually thought they all flew out of Concord, but, uh, you know, that shows what I know. <laughs> um, yeah, quite a few of them fly out of Statesville. And I've heard you say you were flying out of Statesville before. Now, are you at Bristol or on the way or, or going to be there? or what, what? I'm watching to see what the weather is and see whether, uh, you know, to drive up or not. Uh, they don't even start inspections until 2 o'clock. Okay. All right. Well, um, of course, I wasn't on last week, and I didn't get to announce that you uh, you had won the previous week when you, I sat right here and said I should take uh, Chase Elliott, and I didn't do it, and you took him and won Watkins Glen. So last week, I know uh, Alan, who just joined us, um, told you that I wanted Keslowski, and you said, well, then I'll take Harvick, and you won again. So I think, I don't know if I'm contributing to you or not, but you've got two wins in a row, and... You're, you've tied Greg at a three for the for our little lead here. So congratulations! I guess it's almost like a gift. <laughs> I'm, giving, I'm not saying I gave them to you, but I was involved. Right. Well, you know, hard to say who to choose for tonight. Uh, well, I'll let you go ahead and choose since we're on the subject before we forget about it. Oh. Uh, I'll stick with Ford again and go with Harvick, but it's going to be a tough one. Ronnie? Uh, I'm going to go with the 18. Okay. He's taking um, Kyle Bush. What you got there, Alan? Uh, Welcome to the show. Good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, Glad to be here. I'll take the 42 car, Kyle Larson. Okay, he's taking uh, Kyle Larson. Greg has stepped away. We'll get Greg's when he gets back. I'm not going to pick one for him. He, okay. just, he just stepped out so Alan could, could sit down for a minute and, and go get our lottery tickets. Uh, 
I will take, oh, heck, I'm going to take Keselowski. I mean, if he's out there, I'll take him. <laughs> uh, we're going to um, thankfully have you to come back after the top of the hour. we got about a minute left before a hard break. But, Nelson, um, you said something about seeing how the weather's going to do. I mean, it's so beautiful here in Spartanburg. I didn't know weather was maybe a factor. I know it gets crazy in the mountains, but uh, do we have a weather problem? Not at the moment. It looks pretty good, but... Uh you know, I'm looking after the race as well as uh, before. Right. Well, last night, well, actually, the truck race was pretty interesting Thursday night. And then yeah. last night, uh, our boy from Spartanburg here, Jeremy Clements, did real well. And uh, proud of him. Well, you know, interesting. And, you know, uh, when it came from the back of the field, uh, you know, and for tonight, uh, you talk about Kyle Bush. He's starting 31st. Uh, no, we did not have a very good qualifying run. Okay, so, well, we're going to take our break right now, and we'll be back after the top of the hour with Nelson Crozier and more of Start Your Engines. You're listening to Fox. Fox Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories for 68 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Altima's one. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at nissanofgreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. 
throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. At 45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. At 45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. At 45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now at 45 Functional Fitness Training located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And thank you. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and uh, the TuneIn app and all these other places you can get us, Fox Sports in Spartanburg. Right. Um, And still with us is... Nelson Crozier. Thank you for hanging around, Nelson. Uh, We did have some other news this week. I see, unfortunately for him, I don't think he'll be out of a job too long, but uh, Matt DiBenedetto sort of got his walking papers from the 95 Levine racing car, which uh, I feel real bad for him because that team really uh, is coming into its own, and I think Matt's driving had a whole lot to do with it. I think you're right. And the more I read about him and see him lifting weights and working out, and uh, I, I think he's, uh, I think he's good for the sport. Oh, no question about it. Uh, and he didn't get the walking papers yet. He'll finish out the season. Right. And, uh, you know, he qualified seventh for the night. Well, so you know, no, go ahead. I didn't realize it already qualified. So do you have uh, do you have that off the top of your head, at least who's on the pole or anything? Oh, sure. Hamlin's on the pole. Kyle Larson, uh, Martin Truex, Kurt Busch, Eric Amarola, Chase, Denabeto, uh, Harvick, Eric Jones, and Alex Bowman uh, finished out the top ten. Okay, well, that's um, some different faces and names in there. Of course, they'll uh, they'll be mixing it up, and it's uh, 500 long laps. Uh, you know... 500 I, quick laps. Yeah, you, you know, and that was another thing last night, and I got, I know you're, you're you pay a lot of attention, and I think it sounds like you might have been listening to the show, or this show earlier, 
But uh, when I was trying to see if Jeremy was holding off Penske, the Penske car, Cindric and uh, Nemechek last night, and they're showing pictures of uh, of of uh, the the winner's mom, you know. When you're doing a lap every 16 seconds and there's only five to go, you really need to stay on the action and, and not have too many crowd shots. Would you agree with that, Nelson? <laughs> Don't get me started. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not, what we want to do. Yeah, we're not cutting you off again. You go ahead. We got 20 minutes. Joe, uh, know, I might be prejudiced, you know, working for Fox, but, uh, you know, NBC's uh, director... Producer, if it wants to be desired. I agree. Uh, you know, the car noise is way too loud. Yep. Uh, the announcers sound like mice talking. Uh, I talked to Jeff Burton about it two weeks ago. And, uh, and he said, oh, it's your television. No. <laughs> yeah, it's your television and he's on it. I tell you, uh, uh, he, for, for one thing, it's really hard for me. And I mentioned this last year. But it, you've got to have a pretty keen ear to tell the difference between Latart, Burton, and Earnhardt. And, and I honestly, I hate, I'm not going to run him down while he's recuperating a little bit. But Earnhardt, I, I don't think he's that great of an announcer. I know when he was at Watkins Glen, every time they came through there, he said, well, here they come through the carousel. And as an old-time Formula One guy in, in racing, you know, it seemed like to me the only carousel I ever remember used to be at the Nurburgring, and now every road course, Sonoma, Watkins Glen, they'll probably have one this weekend somewhere. If, the, if you've got a curve, you've got a carousel, and and I, you know, it's just. But that's getting away from it a little bit. But uh, Earnhardt's announcing—he seems to get a little too excited for me. But Jeff Burton, he never shuts up. I mean, he talks constantly. He's like Theismann used to be on Monday Night Football. He never shuts up. Well, first of all, Rick Allen's supposed to be the talent. Exactly. Uh, the others are supposed to be uh, analysts, and they have the show. Right. Uh, they need to talk slower, and they need to be much more calm. And I like Rick Allen. I think he does a pretty good job when they let him talk. When they let him talk. I mean, that's the big problem. Uh, you know, I... I'm not sure, but I kind of suspect Fox might be going back to a two-person booth, you know, for next year. Because three people up there, unless they're fully compatible, they're always trying to talk over each other. Uh, back when I started doing the in-car radio uh, for MRN, Barney Hall, uh, you know, he didn't like it. I mean... <laughs> I was the enemy. And uh, <laughs> after two or three shows, he said, you know, this kind of works. I'm getting more air time than I did before. But everybody is so possessive, it's like you're get, getting paid by the word. Right. And uh, they don't want somebody else to talk more than they or to get an extra word in edgewise. Now, maybe I'm supposed to know this, and forgive me if, if I'm missing the obvious here, but who's taking Waltrip's place in Fox's booth? I don't think anyone. Okay, is that what you were talking about just now? Then it just just uh, um, right. Mike Joy and and Jeff Gordon. Correct, and uh, that's not set in stone yet. So uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I could live with that. I mean, that wouldn't be so bad. It used to be before. I mean, before Jeff got there, it was uh, Joy, Waltrip, and McReynolds. Isn't that right? Right. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I could live. I could live with a two-man booth, and I think uh, I don't know where the three-man booth ever came from. I was listening to Monday Night Football or whatever they call it uh, the other night when they had just uh, Joe Testator and I guess Booger McFarland's in there now, and it was it it was it worked okay for me. I like Booger better than uh, than uh, Whitten, the, the the guy that went back well, to Dallas or whatever. Much, uh the best three-man booth is when you had Ned Jarrett uh, and, uh, you know, Benny, Benny. and... Uh, uh, Ken Squire? Uh, no, and Bob Jenkins. Bob, I, I, I meant Bob Jenkins, right. Yeah, because that, they were all compatible. Yep. Uh, and, you know, sometimes Benny would get a little bit excited, but for the most part, they were commentators. They told you what was going on without trying to do a play-by-play. Right now, uh, what you have uh, with the current uh, TV broadcast, they're trying to do a radio show on television. What's the point of having the camera there if you're going to try to, uh, you know, explain to people what's going on? Exactly. Now, I understand some of it. You have to, uh, you get some of the theory behind it and whatever. But most of the people at home don't want to know. They want to see the action on the racetrack and then they can say, uh, tell why somebody's coming in for a pit stop. He's got a flat tire, a uh, broken shock absorber or whatever. But Joe Petrano could do a play-by-play uh, on television when that's a radio uh, you know, setup. Exactly. And that's... Uh, um that's two different types of announcing radio and television and i i remember you look at the really good or you or watch the really good television football announcers like uh like pat summerall and some of those other guys that aren't with us anymore and there was a lot of dead air i mean you could see what was going on you didn't need them to tell you keith jackson you know those guys were were television broadcasters and 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 there's been some times i i can think of anything specifically when maybe they'd be having video trouble and then and the guy like just say it was keith jackson he'd say well we're, we're going to go over and do it radio style now and he'd tell you what was going on and the good guys can go back and forth that's right uh but you know it's a whole different uh mentality nowadays first of all people have a much shorter attention span right and uh most of the people who are watching a racing broadcast are knowledgeable. Uh, you know, years ago at ESPN, uh, the producer said, I want you to show this to my grandmother. Uh, you know, so you had to be very basic about it, but you didn't, don't want to talk down to them. You just want to talk to them in terms that they can understand. Uh, when I've been doing a seminar on uh, automotive ignitions, uh, people cannot see electricity, so you, it's hard to explain. But you can see water. You can have a clear pipe with water running through. You can have a fountain near your front yard that's pumping water up and down. So equate electricity to uh, water, and now people can understand it. And that's kind of what you have to do uh, when you're explaining something on radio. You have to paint a picture it's in their mind. Word pictures, and now Alan's a an electrician by trade, and he's just over here smiling and nodding his head at everything you say because he's uh, he's on the same page with you there. But the only thing is, I've seen it before. When you arc it out, you'll see it. 
That's right. Uh, well, let's get back to some of the things we haven't talked about. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, you yeah, got first the floor. Of all, Rex White, happy birthday. Rex White. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Had him on about a month or so ago. What? What? Do you know the exact one? Is 90, isn't it? 89 or 90. Uh, I think it's 90. It's, I think he was born in 1929. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there's uh, some discussion. Uh, so next time he's on, I have to ask him. Well, Ronnie's gone straight to his phone here. It seems like there was... We got five minutes. It seems like there's... A, I read something in the same paragraph or right there close by with uh, the D. Benedetto thing about another driver maybe moving around or leaving or oh, uh, on the hot seat. David you know. Reagan uh, is David Reagan. David Reagan. Uh, so uh, D. Benedetto might move over there. Uh, you know, uh, when you're talking to Jr., you were talking about his long slide down the back stretch. Right. I'm not sure whether he holds the record or Cecil Gordon does. I didn't know Cecil went down the backstretch on his stop. Oh, yeah, on the uh, old 24 car. And, I mean, it, it's straight near about all the way through the road bar on that. I didn't know. I don't even remember. I mean, I, I well, that's just one that, that, that I missed. But, um, yeah, I, and if I'm not mistaken, when they got Rutherford's uh, Bud Moore Mercury back to the pits, I think it still ran. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I've got a picture of it, and it's... The damage is on the top from the from the top down. It it looks it looks pretty good, but he was he was lucky, and that was a that was a heck of a slide. In fact, just to refresh everybody's memory, we uh, I got it on YouTube on my phone, and we watched it out in the, in the lobby before the before the uh, the race before the show started. Um, anything else you want to get off your chest, Nelson? It's great having you on here with a uh, with a little extra time. I'm I'm so glad you stayed over after the break. Uh, you uh, said, sure, um, you said don't get you started, but this is a good chance for you to. We got about two or three more minutes if you got something to say. Okay, just two minor things. In the race last night, uh, uh, Tip uh, had gotten out of the car uh, in the afternoon because of vertigo, and uh, Briscoe practiced it, but Tip ran the race. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, vertigo from then, uh, just the the sixteen second laps. I mean, just going around and around so fast. You think? Well, going around so fast and turn the car at a forty-five degree angle. Uh, but uh, you got to remember, there were like uh, oh, thirteen cars under uh, the uh, fifteen-second mark, right? Uh, in qualifying. Uh, but uh, one area of controversy that uh, a couple of Gibbs cars were complaining about, uh, Kyle Busch in particular. Oh. Uh, they ground the track up top. No, they scraped some of the rubber off it. They did not grind it. But, uh, you know, I thought last night was some of the best racing we've had there in a number of years. Well, you know, and I started to make that comment earlier, when, uh, and I can't remember why I didn't. Something else came up. But it, I, I was going to say that it seemed a little bit like the old Bristol. Because I know, uh, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, you had to inherit a ticket to the Bristol night race, sort of like going to the Masters, and maybe it's heading in that direction. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they fixed something that wasn't broken, and so maybe it's uh, maybe it's coming back. Right, and, uh, you know, they put down the uh, the one traction compound in the lower groove, and I believe we're going to put some more back in the upper groove as well. Well, I hope the weather holds out for us. It's, uh, it is kind of... Pre- of a, a tradition, although it's hasn't been what it was cracked up to be. The 
it's Bristol Baby and all that stuff in the last great Coliseum. I, you know, but it, it it was a good race last night, and it's I think maybe the old Bristol's coming back. And uh, Nelson, it's great having you on. Uh, thanks for sticking around for another twenty minute segment. And we, uh, I don't know who we got on the show next week, but we'll we'll try to try not to cut into your time too much, like uh, Linda Vaughn and Johnny Rutherford have. Okay, remember next week is an off week for the Cup cars. That's right. And, and, you know, I wasn't sure if I was reading that right. I saw it. I didn't know they had another week off because I know the the other two series are, they are in action on, uh, in fact, it's the, it's Road America where Jeremy Clements won his race. So, uh, you know, I'm, boy, it'd be great if he could, if he could win again. But, yeah, they, uh, NASCAR Cup Series is off next week. And, Getting ready for Darlington, so, uh, you know, that's a big one. I love Darlington, and uh, love having you on the show, Nelson. Thanks a lot. Right, and, you know, uh, maybe we get, uh, uh, you know, Terry Thorpe from uh, Darlington on for next week. Yep, yep. Uh, Greg's working on it. I told him we need to get a Darlington person on here, and uh, we will. Nelson, thank you. Um, appreciate all the information. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Indy race at Pocono. Maybe we can talk about that next week, and... Uh, uh, from what I understand, that that race is in jeopardy since their contract ran out with uh, with IndyCar. Maybe I know Mario Andretti and a bunch of people are up there lobbying to to renew it, but poor crowds and a couple of bad crashes sort of sort of hurt them. You got it. So we'll see what happens there, and uh, prepare to watch a good race tonight. Okay, thank you so much, Nelson, and uh, talk to you next week. That's Nelson Crozier, who is. Uh, you know, what is he? He's the smartest man I know. I know it, and y'all didn't say that last week, I don't think. So if you want to say it again. <clears throat> He's the smartest man I know. Thank you. Uh, I listened to the show, and y'all left that part out, but it's okay. And y'all did a real good job. While uh, Alan is sitting here now, and Alan and uh, Greg and and Ronnie, I, was, um, I didn't hear it live. I was kind of busy, but I did listen to it driving... Back two days from Charlotte, I listened to the first hour of it Monday coming back and the second hour of it Tuesday coming back. So, good show, good job. Well, I was thinking about you last Saturday moving all that furniture. I heard your comments. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break right now and come back. And speaking of Alan Hill, I'm going to turn it over to him and let him tell us what's going on. You're listening to Start Your Engines from Fox Sports 1400. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. And proved you can save 
on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Up for style, up for performance, up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultimates, one. 79 Rogues 199 Rogue Sports 0% or $6,000 off and new kicks 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too and credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up for Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Open Mic Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. And welcome back and we... uh... Had a fifteen dollar winner during the during the break. We Yay. always we always uh, uh, Greg always goes down to the little Jiffy Mart down there and gets us uh, lottery tickets. Uh, and somebody besides me wins every week, so uh, 
Greg, is now just, you won last week. I, well, I, two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago. Because I, I never opened, uh, I never scratched it till last night, and it's been over here in my folder for two weeks. Greg has taken um, Fireball Roberts, number 22. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's Logano. All right, we're going to go over to uh, our local expert. Tell us what's going on. Alan Hill. All right. Go yeah. for it. Uh, last week over here at Cherokee Speedway, they had a good good race over there. We started off with Thunder Bomber. Thunder Bomber went to uh, Ricky Bogan, first place. Second place went to Dylan Lacey. Third place went to Luke Doggett. And the Renegade. Here we go again. Mitchell Duval. Same as the week before. As a matter of fact, these top three are the same top three that we had last week. Mitchell Duval was first. Earl Petty was second. Justin Armour was third. Extreme four. Uh, Travis Langford, first place. Andrew Rich and Brandon Spagler was third. 604 Late Models. Dale Timms, first place. Jacob Brown, second place. Brian Mullis, third. Stock four. First place, the lady driver, Braden Pruitt. Second place, Casey Towell. Third place, Dustin Bolin. Limited Sportsman. First time winner over at Cherokee Speedway, Brian Carswell. And second place, Tony Pierce. Third place, Brad Williams. Seek a crate sportsman. First place, Brake Pryor. Second place, Colton Dimsdale. Uh, third place is uh, Data Unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's he drive? Uh, he drives Undetermined. a fast, Yeah, a fast race car. All right. But uh, we set out last week. Our crew went down to Lake Greenwood one of the last weekends that they was going to have off to go to Lake Greenwood with that grand boy of mine because he's fixing to go back to school on Monday morning and uh, they had a good time down at the lake and uh, glad they did. And I want to come see you run well, before it's all over with. Well, you, they don't need to watch it because uh, last Saturday after me and Greg left here, I ran over here to Fresh Market and I got me a big ribeye steak and I sat at home Saturday night and ate that ribeye steak and it felt pretty good. Well, I know, but if, <laughs> if you do decide to show up someplace, just let me know and I might show. I, I will show. I want to watch you run. Okay. Okay. I'm not asking right. for any favors. I just right. only favor I want to know is if you tell me you're going to Harris, go to Harris. Okay. Don't change your mind. All right. Or something. Uh, we're going to move up the road here a little bit. We're going to go up here to Carolina Speedway. Carolina Speedway had a shrine race on Tuesday night. Everybody knows about these shrine races. When these shrine races come around, everybody kind of steps up on their program a little bit. We're going to go to Super Street. Super Street, first place, went to Cade Langley. Second place, went to Luke Edison. Third place, went to Josh Wilkerson. Sika Modifieds, first place, Jesse Rocket. Second place, Stephen Padula. Jesse Rocket. Yeah, that's Jesse. a that's great a name for a racer. It is. <laughs> Third place, Matt Hope. And the Thunder Sportsman. First place went to Dalton Pannell. Second place went to Ronnie Mosley. Third place went to Justin Fife. Carolina Clash Supers. First place went to Brett Helms. Second place went to Trent Ivey. Third place went to Michael Brown. Thunder Bomber. First place, Dylan Lacey. Second place, Greg Carroll. Third place, Jared Mitchell. In the Hornets division, first place went to Mark Quiet. Second place, uh, that's another data unavailable. And third place went to Jonathan Surratt. Okay, we're going to move over here to last night. Last night at Traverse Rest Speedway. They had a good race over at Traverse Rest Speedway, and everybody knows that they on that curfew got to be done by 
So they kind of get on with the program over there. Front wheel drive went to Chris Coggins. Second place went to Danny Tillerson. Third place went to Hitman. Oh, who's that? All I know is Hitman. Okay. Some of these race car drivers, they kind of get a, a different name. That's incognito. Must <laughs> be know, his don't, cousin. Don't get me wrong. You know, we we had a fellow on here the other week. He was talking about Stick Elliott. Yes. You know. Yeah. So yeah. How he got his name, I, I didn't know that. So this this third place man named Hitman. Now, I don't know if he'll hit you or what, but he got a name for Hitman. My guess is he will. <laughs> uh, Thunder Bomber went to Dwight Smith. Second place went to Jason Edmonds. Third place went to Tyler Grass. Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Tanner Fortune. Second place went to Joe Anderson. Third place went to Bailey Hip. Craig Sportsman. First place, Timmy Smith. Second place, Blake Pryor. Third place, Devin Morgan. Open Wheel Modifieds. Listen to this. Here he comes. He come down from Carolina on from Tuesday night. Come down to Travers Rest last night. One again, Jesse Rocket. Second place, Zach Tate. Third place, Chris Stowe. Pure Stock, Jason McGrew. Second place, Devin Morgan. Third place, Will McGrew. You don't think these two boys would be brothers, would you? Uh, sounds like the McGrew boys. Yeah. So, uh, tonight, over at Cherokee Speedway, we got the UMP Modified Tour going to be there for $2,500 to win. We also going to have the 604 Crate Late Models. We going to have Limited Sportsman. Great Sportsman, Extreme Four, Young Guns, Thunder Bombers. Gates over at Cherokee Speedway going to be open at 4.30 this afternoon with drivers meeting at 7 o'clock. Up the road just a little bit, Harris Speedway. Haven't been posting much up on their web board, but they got nine divisions of racing tonight. Have an awful lot of good racing up there. Heard they've done a little bit of improvements to the racetrack up there. They had uh, the Wing Outlaws up there about two weeks ago and. uh, Said the racetrack was kind of, you know, getting kind of racy. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, Looking at uh, Alan's notes, I don't believe your daughter helped you this week. That looks like your chicken scratching. That kind of looked like my chicken scratching because she was at home and I'm here working on a race car in my shop this morning. I got up early this morning, decided I wanted to change oil in my motor and stuff. So I run over and grabbed some oil and... uh, as I was changing oil, she called me and she said, hey, have you got anything written down? I said, nope, I'm changing oil in the race car and I need to do a little bit more work. She said, well, Danny's got a whole lot of different stuff that he wants to put on the race car this week. And we're going to be uh, either really fast or really slow. So you're running this week? We're going we're gonna to try to run tonight, I think. And uh, But you don't know where? Uh, probably go Cherokee Speedway. All right. Yeah. Well, I won't make it tonight, but it's only because of Bristol. I know. I can understand. But uh, let me ask this. When's the season over? How long do I have? Oh, we go all the way up to uh, November. Okay. Well, that's how long the show lasts. So I'll be there. Okay. I might be. I was sort of thinking about, you know, football. You know, I I might. I I like to watch college football, but I will make an exception, uh, especially if it's not Carolina or somebody I really want to see. I'll. uh, Cool well, weather sounds good, but I mean, I'm, I'm actually... Well, that's why we have DVRs. Yeah, well, I, you know, somebody will tell... Greg will call me up and tell me, did you see that play? And then I'll know who won. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you, did you see the play that Ross Chastain did on uh, Thursday night in the truck series? I, I, watched, I did. I watched the race, the truck race, uh, refreshed my memory. 
them guys wasn't too happy with Ross Chastain. No, but uh, he had a he had a long way to go in a short time to get there. Yeah, he was at number forty five. They put him at the rear, right, yeah. or something. And uh, yeah, he did come up through there. He, come he up was rudely doing it too. He was, was kind of rudely doing it. Kind of a, you a know, bull I, in the china shop. I kind of told you the other week that eight tires were better than four tires whenever we was at the dirt track. But yeah. he said that he's going to make twelve tires better than four. Eight tires. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say right here before I forget it, Lanny McKinney does our podcast and everything behind the scenes. He's into business cards. I see we got another box of business cards here and um, maintains the Budmore Engineering website. And we thank uh, Lanny every week for everything he does. And he's the he's the man behind the scenes that, that we uh, couldn't do without. So thank you, Lanny. We've... Uh, uh, Got a little more show left, and it, I'm going to try to race through, pardon the pun, some of this other stuff here. What's going on uh, this week and what's going on? Uh, well, I can do it. Ronnie just gave me a little bit of heads up that I got a couple of minutes here. So with the cup, guys, we did mention that Harvick won last week. Uh, nothing much changed in the point standings um, with... Uh, the playoff stand is Kyle Busch's first, Truex second. We're going to jump on down here to Clint Boyer now. Is um, crashed again. He's in 16th place, the last guy to get in, but banging on his door. A uh, few points behind uh, is Daniel Suarez. He's uh, six points out of the next position to, to bump Boyer out. So you got... Actually, 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th, and 18th being Jimmy Johnson. They're all in there pretty close trying to get in this final race. And, you know, Jimmy's made it every single year. They're changing crew chiefs on him every week trying to find a magic combination, and they are just about out of time. Bristol is tonight on NBCSN at 7.30. That'll be the Bass Pro Shops seven um, uh, uh, 400, I'm sorry, 500. And uh, Bass Pro Shops is that business that was going to build one in Spartanburg and change their mind. The Xfinity race uh, next week, of course, they ran last night, and we talked about it. Jeremy had a real nice finish. Uh, fourth place could have easily been third, but we had to have to take the have to take your word for it in the newspaper because they were showing. Uh, the winner's mother, and we didn't get to see how they actually crossed the line. But Jeremy Clements is fourth play, uh, 40 points out of 13th, but that's not going to do him any good because he's 137 out of 12th, and that's where he needs to be. And he's only going to get in there with a win. And so hold, your, hold on to your hats and horses because next week they go to Elkhart Lake for the SeaTech um, Manufacturing 180. And that'll be next Saturday, August the 24th. And that's where uh, Jeremy got his win a couple of years ago. And, boy, it'd be great to see him do it again and get in that playoff because that's what it's going to take. He will not make it on points. There's just not enough time. He had too many lousy finishes at the beginning of the season. The trucks ran Thursday night. Brad Moffitt was the winner. Chandler Smith was second. Ross Chastain worked his way back up to third. Stuart Friesen was fourth. And Grant Enfinger was fifth. They're going to run... That was it. That was the uh, Uno 200 at Bristol. They're going to go back to what used to be Mossport Park, Greg, and run on on the 25th of August at uh, Bowmanville, Canada, for the Chevrolet Silverado 150. That'll be uh, next Sunday on FS1 at 2:30, and uh, that is now the. 
Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So uh, the points in the trucks, and they're already into their playoffs. I didn't realize that. I should have, but I didn't. I didn't. But their playoff standings right now after the first race, Brett Moffitt is the leader. Chastain is 16 points back in third. Friesen is fourth, 24 points back. T- um, and tied for fourth, I'm sorry, Friesen's third. Matt Crafton and Grant Enfinger are tied for fourth, so that makes them fourth and fifth. And they're 28 points back, and Sauter's 38 back, and he's kind of going to have to move it or he will be left out altogether. When we come back after the break, we will talk about uh, um, what's going on in Indianapolis. ARCA running on the mild dirt. That's always interesting to me. And um, what to catch on TV when? I think Greg, we're going to have a special guest with Ernie Smith, right? Just for a quick check-in. Yeah, we're going to have him just to check in. Uh, uh, He's up there at uh, Mooresville with the with the double A gassers and uh, Cabaret Bob up there helping him, which uh, everybody knows. And we're going to check with check on him here in about the last. Last 10 minutes of the show. Okay, we'll get that when we come back from the break. I saw a bunch of, it had to be those gassers going up 85 yesterday. I saw a 63 Ford on a trailer, and it looked like about a 50 or 51 or 2 Chevrolet. But they were drag racers. There wasn't any question about that, and they looked good. And that must have been where they were going. But we'll be back after this. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Delicious food at great prices. That's what you'll find at J&G Restaurant, located at 462 West Henry Street in Spartanburg. Be sure to try out the ever-popular Pig 4, where you can choose four breakfast items that include gravy biscuits, pancakes, home fries, and much more for only $7.25. They also serve a variety of breakfast sandwiches, including the pork chop and gravy biscuit. For lunch, try out their salmon and grits combo. J&G also serves mouth-watering burgers and hot dogs. That's J&G Restaurant, open Wednesday through Sunday, 
Call them at 864-308-1730. Up for style? Up for performance? Up for savings? Get up and go to Nissan of Greer for the Up for Anything sales event. On-road Nissans, off-road Nissans, hundreds of new 2019 Nissans are reduced to move. Drive a new Altima, just $179 a month. A new Rogue, just $199 a month. Get 0% financing or save up to $6,000 off on new Rogue Sports. Or get 0% financing or save up to $3,000 off on new Kicks. Now these incredible deals are worth repeating. So here they are again. Ultimates, $179. Rogues, $199. Rogue Sports, 0% or $6,000 off. And new Kicks, 0% financing or $3,000 off. Nissan of Greer has a huge selection of top quality used vehicles on sale too. And credit problems are not a problem. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Save big in Greer during the Up For Anything sales event. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. See us online at NissanofGreer.com. Call 864-579-1197 for more details. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. I'm not sure about that music, Ronnie. I got out of it in a hurry. But we got a special guest here for, from Greg for that I uh, had on last week, and he's going to... Greg, you got him uh, directly from the track. Yeah, Ernie, how you doing? I know we have... Uh, it's got to be... Doing good this morning. Well... How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing great. Good to have you on the show. I'm sorry I missed you last week, but I, I listened to it, and uh, always good to have you on the show. What you got going on up there? It's uh, nice, cool weather. Well, we're sitting up here in Morrisville, North Carolina. Me and about 67 other of these gasters getting ready to get it on. We just uh, finished putting some heat in the motor, warming everything up. You can probably hear a few of them in the background idling and warming up. We Sounds got the fans rolling in. Uh, it's going to be a big day up here in Mooresville. And, you know, anybody listening to the show, it ain't been an hour and a half here from Spartanburg. You can get here before qualifying starts at 2. I mean, if you want to see some of the best old school drag racing in the world, it's going to be happening right here in Mooresville, North Carolina, this afternoon. Yeah, I just I hate I couldn't make it, Ernie. I mean, it just uh, the heat. And I'd have thought it best otherwise, but I know you got you got uh, Bob Zabo up there with you, and your engine guys that that are super good, the local and another guy, and you got the motor put back together great. And uh, I've just been a spoke in the wheel. Uh, that's about what I am on the radio show, really. Just, <laughs> no, you're I get, not. I get in the way more than I do anything. No, you're not. But I, I, I hate. But we're gonna, we're gonna make it the shady side, man. Bird of both, and maybe drive the, the Mustang or something if you let me. No, I did take that thing oh, for yeah. drive yesterday. We look forward to having you shady side. Yeah, we made a little test pass last night to make sure everything's going good at the motor. And uh, like I say, carburetor Bob, he's been up here to check me out. Uh, Jimmy Huff that built this motor, Daniel Haynes helped me prepare it. We've we went over it again this morning, and we're ready to go to war with them. Did it sound like? I mean, it feel like it was pulling in the test run. I mean, it it it, it felt good on a even on a slick racetrack last night. We uh, we ran a good number. Oh we, we ran a a number that would be competitive on race day, and you know, last night they did do a whole lot of track prep because it was a test night, and they had a little of everything up here running, but. I made a, a strong pass last night. I, I believe I, we we got something to do battle with today. I was just saying before uh, before you came on during the commercial that I was driving back from uh, Charlotte yesterday, and I I know I must have passed a couple of them heading that way. One was a '63 Ford Galaxy. It, it was it looked like a white or cream colored that 
was definitely a drag racer. And then before that, I saw looked like an early model, maybe 51 or 2 Chevrolet, I think it was. And it was red. And uh, you might know those cars, but it, they had to be heading up to you because they were dragsters on yeah. the trailers. The, the Galaxy actually belongs to a young guy out of Emmons, South Carolina, named Josh Pruitt. Uh, he drives the Galaxy, the red, uh, the red Chevy. It was coming up out of Georgia. It uh, belongs to a gentleman named uh, Kelvin Cannon that's part of the Cannon and Platt team. They are uh, in Houston and Hubert Platt. Used to run all over Spartanburg, all over the South. They're, you know, oh, yeah. in every Hall of Fame being be in. They are. Their two sons actually run replicas of what their dads ran back then. Well, see, I got a keen eye. Ever since I was a little boy, I could spot a race car uh, in the lane on the other side of the, the, the highway or anywhere, sitting in a gas station. I, and it's good to see race cars on trailers. That's uh, That was a refreshing. And that's the very reason I don't use an enclosed trailer. You uh, know, you pass an enclosed trailer coming down the road, you just look over and there's a trailer. You know, I want my sponsors to get the exposure for the money. So well, I've, I've always towed with an open trailer, uh, you know, that way. I can't tell you the number of times I've been going down the road and I look in the mirror and I know there's a car there and then I tell my wife I wish they'd come on and go on and she looks back and starts laughing because they're hanging out the window taking pictures of it and videos. And, <laughs> you know, an old race car on open trailer is the way it's supposed to be. It, it is, and I can remember coming back from, like, the, the Grand National races and, and seeing uh, Leroy Yarborough's uh, Mercury on the back of Junior Johnson's uh you know, on a trailer behind this truck. And that, those are just some great days. And, you know, I'm surprised after hearing some of the rules you guys have about that. Even I'm not I'm I'm sort of surprised that the rules don't go as far as to say you can't you have to use a trailer. I mean, you know, they might as well go the whole route and make you make you do everything. Uh, uh, old and, school. You know, and the Plain Stock president of our association, like I said, you know, they keep rid of regulate how you haul it, but he does encourage everybody to use open trailers. I mean, you know, some of the longer trips, like up to Indiana, down to Alabama stuff, I can understand it, but even there, I pull mine on my open trailer. Yeah, it gets dirty, it gets nasty, and I have to do a little cleaning on it when I get there, but uh, to me, it's worth it just for the exposure. I mean, you know, Ace's High Tattoo, Friday Heat and Air there in Spartanburg, Wings, et cetera, there in Spartanburg, Gafting, Shelby. I want people to see the people supporting me. And I want you to say their names every time you're on this show because that's what that's uh, about the only way we can pay you is to, is to let you uh, expose your sponsors so we can uh, get you some public support. Well, well I, I appreciate all y'all do every time y'all have me on the show. And, you know, the support Greg Roberta gave me over the years, and, you know, I can't put into words what it means to me. It's, you know, it's like I tell my wife, she's out here helping me chase a dream. I'm just, you know, a poor old working boy that works for Spartanburg County and spend every penny I've got and can get and everything else to kind of chase a dream, but it's been a dream of mine since I was a kid, and right now I'm living it. Well, Ernie, I'll tell you what, you, you certainly are, are running good and run good every week, and uh, we're, we're pulling for you, and you and Daniel, whatever, y'all go get them. We're a little bit short for time. We got we got to held up the Talk about Earnhardt's crash and different things. We hope we keep you longer, but we got to have to cut you short. But uh, give me a call later on and let me know what's all going on. I'll call you later tonight and tell you how we're doing. And once again, fellas, I appreciate all your support every time y'all have me on. You don't know what it means to me. Well, I tell you right now, it's not the last time we'll have you on this year. So you just do what you're doing. We'll catch. We'll help you catch that dream. All right, fellas. Y'all have a great day. Have a great rest of the show, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you. That's Ernie Smith, and boy, we love having him on the show two weeks in a row.
Well, he, he he's local here, and he's really rep- representing he uh, the local drags. And that thing's serious. And the motors and stuff are serious. I'm glad he knew the two cars that I saw going up the <laughs> northbound on 85. I, I, fig- I knew he would. I figured he would. Apparently, uh, tell us about the Indian side. Uh, so all we, right. We got several things we need to We cover. do, and we're going to do Indy. They're qualifying at 1230. Um and I'm sure they're going to be exciting to watch. Rutherford, Johnny just told you about racing at uh, Pocono and the Indy cars, and they've got a. They've had some bad luck. I mean, it's a big, beautiful, fast track, but Indy, the crowds have been kind of disappointing. They had the fatality with Justin Wilson a few years ago in a freak accident. Um, then last year was uh, Wiggins with the uh, horrible crash that he's still. Uh, He's still beat up from that, but they're going to do it at least one more time, and that'll be tomorrow for the ABC Supply 500, and that's at 2 o'clock on NBCSN. They qualify, as I said, today at 1230. The uh, point standings for those boys, got it right here. Joseph Newgarten is still the points leader. Alexander Rossi is second. Indy 500 winner uh, Simon Pagano is third. Scott Dixon fourth. Will Power fifth. They'll be flying. That's a fast track for anything, and you got that, uh, what Johnny say, 3,700 foot straightaway? That's uh, about three-quarters of a mile. That's uh, They go hauling off into turn one, and if something goes wrong, we've seen we've seen what can uh, be the result of that. Well, sometimes it's like a jet on a runway. It's low-level aviation. I mean, a 747 don't take off, I think, at 160 miles an hour. Yep. So these guys will be hauling. So... Indy tomorrow. It'll, we'll talk about it a lot next week. Um, Formula One is off. They're not running until September 1st. They've, they have almost a month off for August. Uh, they haven't run since they had that real hot race over in Hungary. Uh, they will be at Spa Frankerschamps, which is a 4.3-mile track. Before It's one of the oldest tracks. They've been running there since 1930. Before World War II, it was a little over 9 miles. After World War II, it was a little over 8 miles. But I think about 15 or 20 years ago, they cut it down to a more manageable three point, uh, 4.35. But um, that's still Lewis Hamilton's. He's just going to have to start driving the wrong way to lose that championship. And his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, is second. So uh, still trying to get... Now, Max Verstappen's won two of the last three races, and it might even be three of the last four. So he is making a little bit of noise, but he's got a... He's he's got over thirty points. He's got to catch up, but they got a lot of races left. They race a there's like twenty one or twenty two Grand Prix races, and and they've uh, they've got quite a few left, and still waiting on uh, Ferrari to get that first win. And the um, of course the American based team. We don't have any American drivers, United States drivers, but the Americans with a Ramon Ramon Grosjean and. Kevin Magnuson, who were making fools of themselves back during July and and just doing stupid things, and their their car owners were saying stupid things. They've they've sort of regrouped and um, had a real good uh, po- not a podium finish, but they finished in the top ten the last race, and so we're looking to see them do a little better. But uh, they don't race this week. They don't race next week. They'll be back uh, September first in Belgium. I want to ask. Well, let me do this right quick before I get to that. Uh, Arca, they haven't run in a in a few weeks, but they're running um, on the dirt this weekend, the mile at Springfield, 
And that's a real entertaining race. If you got Mav TV, I'll give you the I'll give you the coordinates on that in just a second when I get my TV list out here. But Michael Self is leading the arc of points. And um, Christian Eckes is second. Brett Holmes third. And we go down to Brad Smith that we try to keep up with a little bit. He's still seventh. But uh, it's exciting to see stock cars, uh, ARCA cars that run at Talladega and all these other places running on the dirt. It's a mild dirt track. And uh, it's uh, by the time they get done, it looks like a mild paved track. Well, but it's exciting. You say they rain on dirt. I don't classify it as rain on dirt till you have to knock the windshield out of it. <laughs> we don't have a windshield in ours. All we got is three bars up in front, and uh, you just you just eat whatever comes through the windshield. Well, I uh, hope nothing comes through the windshield because it's not supposed to in these cars. This is the Allen Crow Memorial. Allen was a sprint car driver that was killed back in 1963, but he was from Springfield, Ohio. And uh, so, anyway, that's today. Running out of time, but I want to ask you now, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, they've got the next race, August 25th, at Virginia International Raceway, the Michelin GT, but I'm pretty sure that's just going to be the GT cars. I don't think yeah. that's the Daytona prototypes. Uh, if you had noticed on that racetrack the other week, whenever you was talking about the, the fast cars, the prototypes are going to be there. Mm. If you would have realized how much faster they go on that racetrack than them other cars, they oh, would have been, been no way that they'd have tore some cars up. Well, so their next race, they still got a few weeks off. Uh, they don't race until September 15th at Laguna, uh, at Laguna Seca for the Continental Tire uh, Monterey Grand Prix. And they've only got two races left. And the point standings there, Dane Cameron, is uh, they've sort of come from out of nowhere uh, here late in the season with the Mazdas and, uh, and Juan Pablo Montoya. But... Your brother's guys, Pipo Durrani and Felipe Nasser, are still only seven points back with two races to go. So they can they can regroup and get in there. And uh, Joel, Bar <coughs> excuse me, I knew it would happen. Joel, Joel Barbosa and Felipe Albuquerque and the other, or Albuquerque, they're 31 points back in the other car of your brother's. So uh, they've got a little more catching up to do. But that's championship still in the possibility for for the Cadillacs. Still in the possibility there. Okay, let's do the TV real quick as we're running out of time. IndyCar qualifying is at 12.30 on NBC Sports Gold. You gotta pay for that, so doubt if many of you will see it. But tonight is the one we're waiting on. That's the Bristol race, the Bristol night race. It's at 7.30 on NBCSN and we'll all be tuned in for that one. Tomorrow, the IndyCar race will be at Pocono on NBCSN, and that is at 2.30, pre-race at 2 o'clock. That will be an exciting race. And also at 2.30, live tomorrow, if you can get MAV-TV, is that ARCA race at Springfield, which is an interesting race to watch. And um, It is. And they got one more at DuCoin, I think, next week, and we'll talk about it later. So uh, we got it all in. And still got it over a minute and a half. Still got a minute and a half. Uh, nice to have you back, Alan. Alan's, uh, I thought, did a great job last week. He oh, and, that was uh, a lot of fun, wasn't it, Alan? Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun. We was thinking about you. Well, I knew you were talking about me some, too. And, Greg, it was uh, um, just fantastic getting Johnny Rutherford. It was worth uh, him getting a new phone and, <laughs> and all the problems <laughs> we had about a month ago. That was a great interview. That's uh uh, pat you on the back for that one, buddy. He, he's a good guy. He's a, you know, John is a super guy, and he's a winner and everything. And 
uh, that's one of the best interviews we've ever had. And we're going to talk to him again, maybe not this year, but next year. Because we didn't even get to touch on any stuff very much. And, you know, I think he's 81 years old. And there's a couple of guys that go to Fernwood Pool with me, or one guy down there, Rusty, if you're listening. And you probably aren't. But he showed me a picture. Rusty goes to Indy every year uh, with some of his buddies. And... They had their picture made with uh, Johnny Rutherford uh, oh, cool. up there under some tent. And I swear, gee, not Rusty. Johnny looked great. The rest of them looked like a bunch of Spartanburg bums. But <laughs> John, no, no, I'm just kidding. But um, Johnny looked terrific. Uh, he looked like he could still strap it up. And boy, it was just got so many other things we want to talk about with him. There's a lot of things. I just want to make one comment. 20 seconds. The arc of cars running on dirt, like they always say. Only real men race on dirt. I'd love to see. Put them cup guys out there and let's see what they can do around a dirt track. Well, they got windshield, so I don't know if uh, Alan approves of it too much. He's over there shaking his head. But uh, it's a great day. It's a beautiful day. I don't think we're going to have any weather issues or problems. So go out and see a dirt track race tonight at uh, Cherokee Speedway or Harris. And... um, Enjoy yourself. Summer's coming to an end. So uh, thank you for listening to Start Your Engines. We'll be back next week. And remember, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg.